0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Two weeks ago in John chapter 6, Jesus told us what kind of church he wants. This week in Mark chapter 7, Jesus shows us what kind of church he wants. Two weeks ago in John chapter 6, we were watching as Jesus made decisions. Watching him, we learned that Jesus has no interest in a flat, boring, lethargic, two-dimensional church where there is nothing more than meets the eye, where bread is always bread and water is always water, and Jesus is only here to meet our needs so that we get what we want when we want it. Instead, Jesus told us to connect the dots. Jesus told us, To see beyond the bread, to Moses, and manna, and meal, and eventually to the Holy Supper. Jesus told us to see beyond the water, to Moses, and Exodus, and Red Sea, and Promised Land, all the way to baptism. To see beyond ourselves, beyond our own needs. To a church that is thick and rich and dense and communal and sacramental. All the way to Jesus, who is bread of life come down from heaven. To Jesus, who gave his life for the life of the world. That was last time in John chapter 6. This week, in Mark chapter 7, we learn how big his world really is and that it is not always filled with the sort of people that we like to see or with the things that we like to do. Mark chapter 7 begins with two stories, one of which is the gospel appointed for this day. The first story in Mark chapter 7 is about a dog and a devil. The dog is a Gentile, a woman, and a mother. The devil is her daughter. They are not the sort of people we like to be around. The mother is desperate, so she is pushy. The daughter is possessed by Satan, so she is spooky. Their skin is a different color than Jesus' skin. They are Gentiles, Not Jews. And they live in a bad part of town, in Tyre and Sidon. They are not our tribe or our type. But Jesus is different than you and me. Jesus' world is a big world. When we meet Jesus today, he is worn out, he is tired and quiet and he is hiding from the crowds that always press on him. Nevertheless, this pushy woman finds him. She says, help. Jesus says, I'm busy now, feeding my children, the children of Israel. She says, if you're feeding folks, I'd settle for the crumbs. He says, what a faithful thing to say, and what a faithful way to live. Go home then. Okay, it's done. The demon has left your child. And sure enough, when she gets home, she finds that her daughter's soul has been healed. This is Jesus showing us a real time example of what he told us last time round. He is showing us what kind of church he wants. He wants a church that connects the dots, that sees beyond the obvious. Jesus wants a church that sees beyond itself, beyond our particular needs, to the real needs of people all around us who are broken. Even though Jesus is worn out, even though he is so tired that he is hiding from the crowds, he sees beyond himself and beyond his tribe, and beyond the color of her skin. So he opens himself to a broken soul, to one who is desperate for an act of mercy, desperate for healing. And he casts out the demon for a desperate, pushy, different colored woman, so she can have her daughter back. That is how big Jesus' world is. The second story in Mark chapter 7, which is the gospel appointed for today, is like the first. It starts with another crowd in another tough part of town, the Decapolis, with a man who cannot speak or hear. Like the pushy woman, this man finds Jesus And like her, he begs for a touch. But he is not the sort of person that you and I like to be around. Still, Jesus is not like you and not like me. Jesus' world is a big world. The crowd says, help him. Jesus says, step aside to somewhere private. And there Jesus wiggles his fingers into the man's ears and he cleans them out. He spits on his fingers and he reaches out and he grabs the man's tongue and he straightens it. Ephesus, says Jesus, open up. And they do. His ears open up and his tongue opens up and his body is cured. And when these open up, the crowd opens up. The crowd is astounded by what they've seen. With these two stories, it is pretty clear who Jesus is and what Jesus wants. This is who Jesus is. Even though he is worn out, even though he is tired, even though he is busy, even though he is hiding, even though he is pressed, when the need lies before him, he is interruptible. More than that, he is kind, he is tender-hearted, he is generous, and he lives for those beyond himself in the most specific of ways. He opens deaf ears, and he cures a mute tongue. He heals the soul of a child, and he gives all of them their life back. That's who Jesus is and how big his world is. In these two stories, it is also pretty clear what Jesus wants. He wants a church that looks like him. That lives as his body in the world. Jesus wants a church that sees beyond the obvious. Jesus wants a church that stretches beyond itself. Jesus wants a church... That is beyond our needs, beyond our tribe, beyond the color of our skin. Jesus wants a church that lives as community. Jesus wants a church that looks just like him. A church that can not only see, anybody can have a good idea, but execute. A church that can do, even. When folks are tired and quiet and busy and hiding. Jesus wants a church that is open to broken bodies and souls. A church that is so full of acts of mercy that the crowds are astounded. And the acts of mercy themselves become words of witness. That is what Jesus wants. Jesus wants a church so merciful that people point at it and say, we have never seen a Jesus like that before. We've never seen anything like this before, and I want to be part of that. Jesus gives himself for the life of the world, so he will not settle for anything less. He will not settle for a world or a church where there is nothing more than meets the eye, where bread is always bread, and water is always water. Where the deaf stay deaf and the mute stay mute and the demonized stay victimized. Jesus will not settle for such a thing, so we may not settle for such a thing either. Today he comes to us just as he came to them and he opens us. He lets us hear in scripture just as they heard. He touches us in just a moment with his body and his blood physically, in a fleshly way, that we too might be healed. He challenges us with his own Holy Spirit that he delivers through these things that we too, like the crowd, may be amazed, even if we don't necessarily like what we see, even if we don't necessarily like to do what he bids. It's a big world, and it's his world. And he gave his life for its life. And you and I are meant to be busy in it beyond ourselves. Ultimately, we are here for others in acts of mercy and words of witness and all for the glory of God. That is what the church was always meant to be. And it is the only place that our future together lies. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.